Life, Life according, according to, to Nono. Let's vibe. Let's vibe. <laughs>
front to back by heart yeah type of thing so i mean that's why there's church to go over these different scriptures yeah but i sort of feel like churches cycle the 10 same scriptures <laughs> it uh, does feel like, like that. that is it that does is. feel like that but i feel like we're all at different stages of well let me speak for myself in the sense that i'm still learning a lot and i feel like my level christianity of faith, wise yes okay my level of faith is not where i would want it to be yet so there's still i still have a long way to go do you think that level that you're talking about is even attainable because i feel like if uh, i'm sorry to cut you off i feel like if oh and honestly before i say this <laughs> i just want to say i mean this in the most respectful and loving of ways uh this is just according to nono uh i feel like if if every single person who's a christian uh, got to a point where they knew the entire bible everything they knew everything and they got to a point of faith where they had no doubts no fears knew what to do knew which sin to run away from then churches will lose their purpose Mm -hmm. their usefulness because then why why would you need to go to church if you've got it figured out by then yeah which is why i'm asking if that level of of christianity is attainable or was it even made to be attainable i think well i feel like there are people out there who seem to have (laughs) reached that level maybe not at a hundred percent but you know we're all still there's always still something new that we you know figure out or learn or discover and i think you know you see how they react to certain situations how they how they seemingly react publicly yeah i mean like me and patience i feel like i'm patient but which you clearly are not in my head i am going crazy and th- overthinking whatever yeah. I'm trying to wait yes. for. Yes, and you're trying to give off the impression that you are patient. patient. Yeah. yeah. So I think... See, because <laughs> do you think that's healthy? No, not at all. Yeah, because I, I worry about certain things. I think from one of my biggest struggles with Christianity is a faith, or any kind of religion, really, is, is the... Because it's religion, it's something you're supposed to do religiously. So this is commitment. This is cons- consistency, and I, I, I know in my head that I'm not always. Be- I don't believe all the time. I don't believe things are gonna work out all the time. I don't believe that there's a greater plan all the time. I don't feel kind all the time. I don't feel loving all the time. I don't feel patient all the time, and I certainly am not forgiving any of the time mm-hmm. like i'm just being <laughs> honest and so i just already i'm thinking i'm failing at a countless tenets of christianity mm-hmm. which then it, it feels like if i were to go into it and now i'm having to wait i don't think i would wait in the classy and sophisticated way that a christian do you ever feel that pressure that sarah you're a believer why are you worrying? Not really, because I feel like we are all a work in progress. But we are not and all Christians. 
yes but we all have to work towards whatever we're trying to achieve achieve okay you see like just like exercising i mean if you're not consistent committed yeah, yeah. and you know keep at it yeah it's not gonna work yeah so just like for me with mm. um religion if i'm not consistent i may try i may yeah. work towards being consistent every yeah. day and yeah keep you feel like it. if you don't keep at it it's not gonna work Yeah. I would uh, for me I would argue that the difference between fit, like working out and and Christianity is that if I start my exercise routine and halfway through and I'm having a bad day where I don't feel so well, I just put the dumbbell down, sit down until I feel better. And there's no one who's looking at me and thinking, "I'm just supposed to be working out. Why are you sitting down? Even if you don't feel well, work out. Work out. Work out until you feel better." And I feel like that's that's my thing with with um with religion and and waiting is that it there's constantly the pressure of behaving a certain way mm-hmm. regardless of how you truly feel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you do not feel so good and so positive it should be okay. It should be okay to say that I am 6 months in this unemployment and i do not feel so well because i've applied everywhere and nobody calls back i don't feel good i'm mentally struggling mm-hmm. i would just like to lay down and just feel as bad as i feel and let that be okay without feeling like no you know you got to get up and believe through it you know you know what i mean i feel, I feel like there should be a certain allowance that we give each other mm-hmm. uh in terms of it's okay to not be okay and if you are waiting it's okay to feel frustrated yeah you know like it's it's okay to feel frustrated now let's talk about the weight and vices okay okay and <laughs> don't give me that look <laughs> and what i mean is um sure okay so you are you are tenders are you praying everything else but um what is your feeling in the things that people use to make themselves feel better during the wait so that's alcohol that's sex um that is drugs mm-hmm. that any kind of behavior that people tend to take on to help them deal with the wait mm-hmm. well from my perspective Um I'm going to use covid as an example like this lockdown. Shout period. out to coronavirus. <laughs> um so there was that waiting period. Girl, this still, still is. Still is. <laughs> yeah. Still is that waiting period. Um and how I looked at it because yeah. I think because I've been there before yeah. in terms of waiting. Yeah. I have used it to basically work on myself. Mhm. Um is this code for you own drugs? <laughs> What do you mean no. by working on yourself? <laughs> don't leave don't leave room for interpretations. No, as in basically working on my um my confidence, okay? My self-esteem, come through confidence. Things I like to do, you know, things I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, working on this modeling thing for example. Yeah. Um trying to read. I used to love reading. Yeah. And I miss it, but it's just become really difficult to do. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um just figuring out 
new things about myself, yeah. figuring out who I really am and who mm. I want to be, the direction I want to go in life. Yeah. Um, mostly even focusing on my business goals mm. and just working on me. Yeah. Fully. So I, I don't know what it is, but I'm not... I can't. I don't see, um, you know, things like sex, drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol, helping me get through my weight, yeah, or whatever I'm going through. You whatever you're going through, yeah. So for me, I and I think it's great that you're using this period to work on your dreams because um, one thing that I will say about the about capitalism. Now, don't <laughs> let me turn into my the man is a horrible person rant, but. Um, we live in a society where it's all about utility. How much of yourself can you give, can you produce, manufacture, come on, work, 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 the targets, KPIs, mm. back to back to back to back. And I don't think that's how we were designed to work as human beings, which is why we are all suffering uh, at different levels. And we are, not, we are now causing trauma and we are making each other suffer because we don't feel so good about ourselves either. And so I think it's good that during COVID, we're all able to realize that things, life is fleeting. People died. People lost their lives, their livelihoods, yeah. their properties. You realize that a job, a house, a car, a man, a woman, a goat, <laughs> those are things that can be taken away from you. Yeah. So you start working on the goals about the things that really bring you joy because you don't know how long you have. Yeah. So I think props to you for working on your dreams and actually going out there and doing your modeling and starting your modeling career and all of that. I think for me, what I want us to help people with is the daily mundane things. Mm-hmm. Because we, you don't just wake up and take your laptop and start uh, working on your business plan. Mm-hmm. What are the, the little things that get us through the day where you've already answered your emails, you've already done as much goal planning as you can? I think those are the spaces that become the cracks with the sex and the drugs and the alcohol and the behavior. Yeah. Mm. So like what, what, what does a person do during the waiting period? Like what, what does a person realistically do minute by minute and hour by hour and day by day, Mm. you know? Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's the focus. Do you work out? Do you, are you crocheting? Yeah. I learned how to crochet. See? So I I try to focus on doing what I enjoy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Some or learning something new, bringing out my creative side. Yeah. Um, discovering what else I can do. Yeah. What else am I capable of? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I really I made a decision not to let something like alcohol. Yeah. Um, affect me or yeah. be the reason why I'm drinking or whatever you know or getting through but you know if you are out there and alcohol is getting you through this is no judgment at all Um, yeah we all have our own ways of coping through and and but for me the question that i find myself asking every now and then sarah is that are we really coping we're trying to (laughs) yeah you know like are we are we really coping or are we just surviving and buying time that if i drink this five liter of gin 
I'm gonna pass out for maybe the next eight hours and those eight hours I don't have to have an answer I don't have to have the money I don't have to have the solution mm -hmm. I don't have to think about the fact that I need love and I don't have it I don't have to think about the fact that I need a job and I don't have it I don't have to think about the fact that I lost my child or I lost my father or I lost my mother mm -hmm. you know it's 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 are we really truly coping so back to COVID um, at which point of the COVID stop sign did you stop dreaming and yearning for what life was pre-COVID and then started thinking about what life is going to look like during COVID? Um, I think that was when I'd say three months, three, four months down the line. Because, you know, we got to know more about COVID and yeah. its effects and, you know, we got to see how it's affecting not just myself but other people yeah. and different industries that yeah. we are all in and how it killed off industries, Ish. you know. So, I think upon that realization mm -hmm. that, you know, at like you need to figure something out for yourself yeah. for myself you have no choice to, but to yeah so i need to figure that out and what do i do where do i mm. go type of thing so yeah. i was asking myself all these questions and yeah so it who's was, yeah sorry. sorry no it was it was it's those tough questions that you mm. need to ask yourself and yeah. make a plan somehow to go forward yeah yeah because you can't stay stuck forever yeah yeah so who's been the, your your greatest uh source of strength and support in human form or even if it's a role model a pastor or a celebrity or whatever celebrities do who has been like yeah the person you've sort of gotten your strength from during this period I would say um, there's two people. Okay. So that's my mom and my fiance. My mom is from a spiritual perspective. Okay. She's the one that gives me the the scriptures <laughs> and the reminders. Yeah. Um, you know, not to worry and mm -hmm. things like that. And then my fiance, because we live together, and he's been that constant pillar of strength, yeah. the support, the, the reminder to stay strong, not yeah. to give up and keep pushing because I think he had it worse than me during okay. this whole COVID lockdown period yeah. and he definitely handled it way better than I did Yeah, and I think, yeah, just getting that support because it was, because it is someone I, you know, I yeah. see every day, I talk yeah. to every day and so would you say you would you say that cohabitating during COVID has been a plus for you? It's been a plus and a minus. <laughs> <laughs> what is the minus? <laughs> I all I've been hearing are good things. What is the minus? <laughs> I'd say the minus is the the tough side of it where all of a sudden you are stuck in a house okay. together for days on end you yeah. don't know how long it's gonna last yeah and 
it's completely d- different to how it was before okay. before the lockdown in yeah. the sense that you we only saw each other um at night yeah because of work during the day yeah you know and then mostly it's those saturdays and sundays which is two days in a week yeah. when you like together most yeah. of the time if you know nothing's happening yeah so now we're stuck in a house for <laughs> 24 hours <laughs> in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> but but him being your fiance, that's sort of the idea moving forward is that you'll be stuck in a house in perpetuity. Yes. But you learn you learn things in a not the way you were expecting to learn them. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Now you're basically almost forced to learn these things. <laughs> yeah, no, this been a, this know? has been a really interesting time. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you mean by forced to learn? Like you forced to kind of figure out the other how the other person is thinking or what they want because you have no choice but to figure it out. Well, basically, like you now you are. It's a different tone. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So now it's not. Um, there's no space between the time that you're spending together you yeah. have to create that space now yeah it's in your hands in both our hands yeah. to make a plan like um go for a walk yeah. or <laughs> go somewhere go somewhere because <laughs> i mean it's not easy yeah just generally being with another person 24 7 and i like my space yeah you know i'm an introvert like yeah. that so you know he also had to adjust to that in that sense and he he is an introvert in his own way but it's easier for him to be around people than it is for you yeah yeah so um yeah just figuring out like you know how you have boundaries for example now all of a sudden those boundaries change because you're spending more time together (laughs) things get blurry yeah, it uh, like it. That's really interesting to hear how people who live with somebody um, feel like during COVID. So I was living by myself before COVID. Still living by myself, <laughs> um, and I have this conversation with like a, f- a friend of mine who lives by himself as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we talk about how you can go for days without having a conversation with an actual human being and you don't realize it mm-hmm. so before we never used to realize it that you you come home at six and you are out of the house tomorrow at seven and you have not had a conversation with a human being mm. and now that you are home all the time or most of the time you realize it a lot and it's go, it's gotten to a point where like we've even um make this the decision to communicate with each other via voice notes <laughs> or the, a, a lot of the time because you don't realize un- until you start talking to people that you haven't spoken in a long time mm. uh you there's verbal cues there's tone you know sometimes you say something you say something and the volume is up and you're like oh sorry <laughs> i like like it's 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 such a it's it's a very bizarre world to live in and stuff and you know how now this mask and washing of hands and yeah. distance yeah. so conversation is really um it's become one of those things you notice more that i haven't spoken to so and so or i haven't spoken to an actual human being 
So I'm glad to hear that even if you're living with somebody, there are problems every now and then. <laughs> I mean, we would argue about the dumbest things. What is what is the smallest thing? Okay, what is, what example of the dumbest thing could be a spoon? Like yeah, yes, like okay, <laughs> I am a, a bit of a neat freak. Okay, so you know, I so washing dishes, for yeah. example, now say he leaves his plates or glass or whatever yeah. in the bedroom. Yeah, for example. And I might have asked him to like bring it to the kitchen like okay. a few minutes, moments before. Okay. Now, now it's my time to wash dishes. Okay. And it's still not there. <laughs> it hasn't reached the kitchen. Yeah. So I would get annoyed by something like that. Okay. Typically, I would not. Like before, it was just like, ah. Is this a slight annoyance of ah? Or you mean like the kind of annoyance where you are just like, we are going to have to sit down and have a conversation because if you don't take your plate to the sink, it's a problem. No, it's just like, uh, like, yeah. you know, we'd argue about it, like yeah. back and forth and then it's like done. Yeah. But I see now you start noticing the little things. And yes, you know, I mean, there's no point to be arguing about, about a plate. plate. I, uh, I, I personally don't like washing dishes, so every time someone gets into trouble for a dish, I'm just like, I understand how they feel. <laughs> I'm like, I understand how you feel. Mm. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad that he's there for you during like, your waiting period. And that, because um, support is everything. Yeah. And everything. So I think the last thing that I wanted to ask is the waiting period and friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, how are we there for our friends during their waiting period? So let me say, a friend is going through a waiting period, but you are in your blossoming, thriving period. Mm-hmm. How does one reach out to their friends? Because I'm asking this because I noted that when I asked you who has been like your pillar of strength, you said your fiance and your mom, mm-hmm. and no mention of friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is no shade to anyone, but so I'm just saying, like, is, is there a problem there where we as a people just don't know how to hold our friends during their waiting period um i think it depends on you know how it happens i mean they they have been friends who have called like they haven't you know voiced out you know i'm just checking on you or Mm -hmm. whatever it's just like i can tell they're checking on me just by the type of conversation it is you know okay. like how like what they're saying like yeah. whatever ha, whatever i've been up to type yeah. of thing and vice versa yeah um but i think it's Im- definitely important to say they've said something about maybe a potential job opportunity yeah. or something seems to be on the horizon yeah to you know every now and then just follow up and check how it's going yeah. and maybe they that shows that you care yeah you know that something good is coming yeah finally yeah and yeah i think that it also depends on the relationship you have yeah. with that person how close you are yeah. and but yeah that sort of frequent checkups communication yeah because it's, it's a really interesting topic in terms of like Yes, 2020 has whooped all of our asses collectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very hard to find someone who was not affected one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, so we are all pretty much in some sort of waiting period. 
um, at different levels, of course. I mean, someone who's who's waiting to get ten malangeni to be able to buy food for their house is different from you know. Mm. But it's all waiting, and unfortunately, the thing about pain is it's it's all the same. One thing I've noticed: pain is all the same. Um, it, it doesn't matter how small or insignificant the thing would seem for you. Pain doesn't. Pain has no scale. It goes straight to the heart, and I feel like that's when we sometimes feel like ah maybe we shouldn't be checking on other friends because they're doing well or you know so it is a bit it's, it's a it's a bit of a tricky one but i do like the idea of paying attention that if someone went to an interview mm-hmm. ask your friend how did the interview go yeah and i know as someone who's been to a lot of interviews i'm sure you went to a lot of interviews as yeah. well um that there is that period where even like being asked certain questions is also sort of like so I, I guess it depends on the friend because I have a friend yeah. who feels like being constantly asked if she has had any success in securing a job is actually annoying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you can tell which friend that is. <laughs> but yeah, she feels like that because she's like, if, if I had something to say, She'd say it. I would say it. Mm-hmm. So she reads it as you sort of like checking to see if are you are you still like in that are you still in your waiting period and mm. then so you know the kind of friends are like, I still in your waiting period okay i'm gonna come back later <laughs> are you still in your so she feels like it's you checking if she's still in her waiting period mm. and she would rather you just like leave it yeah you yeah. know if she has something to say she'll say it uh but support is good sending links and uh pictures of jobs to your friends that are looking for jobs that's that's amazing um suggesting your friends for things that's good uh if you are not busy and you have the time going to your, go go with your friend to their interviews if for moral support or yeah. or whatever they're doing like i think it's 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 a great time to choose to be more present in each other's lives pretty much okay final words uh sir okay somebody somewhere is in their waiting period right now when they're not feeling so hopeful and they are not seeing the rainbow at the end what words do you have for them i know that is a that's a tough one it is <laughs> it is because i've been looking for the words for myself for yourself well. i know i know <laughs> um but i've been trying to i've been trying to get to this um another saying my mom um also gave Straight to me okay. yeah Basically, how um, tough times never last, but tough people do. So the way I see that quote is basically that nothing lasts forever. You know, you're gonna get through this mm-hmm. period, this patch, yeah. and it's not gonna be easy, but you will get there eventually. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. yeah. That's how I'm trying to look at it. That's what well. that's what you're trying to tell yourself. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And I feel like it's I feel like it can apply to anyone. Yeah. Because like you mentioned, everyone is going through some sort of shit. Right now. Say that again. <laughs> so yeah. So we will get through it yeah. eventually somehow yeah yeah i'd like 
it's very hard to try and give people advice when you also need advice in, yeah. a, in, a, in a way. But I, I've, I think I've found that the most honest words that you can say are the words that you want to hear. Somehow. Okay. <laughs> and what I mean by that is when you want to hear and you want to believe something, telling someone else to feel that and believe that and to say it to them the way that you want it said to you I think is when you are at your most honest. And if somebody is really paying attention, they are going to receive it mm-hmm. and hear it. I know when you are in your weight, um, when you're going through the weight, you get a lot of scriptures and verses and things thrown at you. And some yeah. people definitely do just say things just. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, oh, you know, just they'll just throw a verse at you and keep it pushing mm-hmm. and stuff. But some people are really sharing wisdom and thoughts and feelings because they've been in that situation before. That it does get better. Um, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I know it's hard to believe because it's December and this bloody COVID is still outside. <laughs> <laughs> and people are still dropping like flies and mm more job cuts and this and that and it's really hard to stay upright but i do believe as a human race we were made to survive yeah and adapt which is why we are still around (laughs) uh and yeah i say that to people like look how far we've actually come since this lockdown when none of us knew how we didn't see december coming exactly like we did not see december coming (laughs) and i was like what this is like the end of the year and i know that we're also all feeling very antsy about being excited about 2021 yeah because the last time we were excited about a year like i don't (laughs) know what happened like everybody was so excited about this year yeah everybody seemed like they had all their shit together and the year was like no you thought pulse sit down uh so so i know that everyone is like i don't i don't want to plan i don't want to do any kind of wish list or what are those things called that people do every january Um, and forget about resolutions um yeah do you have any resolutions for 2021 do not it's vision 2021 it's a it's an important year for sources let's get with the program we are in we are going to we are officially going to be the first world in four weeks wait isn't it 2022 Oops. <laughs> Please don't. I rounded up to <laughs> I rounded up to the nearest vision. <laughs> are you telling me there's another year? If I, I was hoping we are going to I'm pretty sure you're correct. You mean to tell me we're not gonna be the first one for another year? <laughs> but do yeah. you have any resolutions? I don't. I think at this point I am just (laughs) I am just Shout out to you. The flow. Yeah. Because you know how they say you can plan but it doesn't mean it's gonna happen. Yeah, when you make a plan the heavens laugh. (laughs) Yes. I'm pretty sure it was like an entire it was a it was comedy night on January 2020 mm. up there in heaven we were all making plans and resolutions and <laughs> God was about to release COVID so at this point I feel like anything can happen Yeah, and it's just about trying to stay positive and keep pushing I mean like but not COVID positive not COVID not COVID positive <laughs> let's let's it's pipe down idea. let's <laughs> pipe down on that <laughs> Vision 2021. No, a positive, 
a positive mindset yeah you know and just like you said to keep pushing keep surviving yeah and yeah okay yeah i i don't do resolutions really because i also yeah i don't do resolutions i don't like commitments but um (laughs) but i think the the safest thing to say is i just i'm gonna keep working on my dreams Mm -hmm. and growing that and trying to grow my empire and my legacy so that when i leave this place uh it's my my presence is still around and um and i've built something and i've left something and i've done something and i've proven something anything specific in terms of i want this specific thing 2020 has taught me you must ask (laughs) so I'm I'm not doing that All right, Sarah thank you so much for joining me for this conversation thank you for having me I hope that the wait gets easier and vision 2021 guys (laughs) bye bye I hope that you enjoyed that conversation between Sarah and I. I must say that this is one of my favorite conversations that I've ever had on this podcast and in real life because of the openness, the kindness, and the vulnerability that I feel we both displayed discussing a topic that is normally very contentious and people get defensive about it. I hope that you learned something. I hope that you thought of something good, thought of something that's going to encourage you, uh, thought of something that's going to help you in your journey so that you remain steady during your waiting period. Up next, I've added um, a beautiful speech by Steve Harvey on the importance of stress frustration and challenges on your journey how that builds you and prepares you to go to higher and higher and higher and even higher heights i hope you enjoy it it will transform your life believe me thank you for listening to the according to nano podcast much love See, stress is God's way of training you. It's it's preparation. But what most people do is, see, once you get stressed, you don't want that no more. So now you give up. You threw. I'm stressed, so I don't want it. Nobody likes stress because some people just let themselves go. But you got to, in order to develop and to change and to grow, stress is necessary. So you got to be willing to go get it every day. There's a story my father told me all the time. Now, I've heard it several different ways, but I'm just telling you the way my daddy gave it to me. He said, son, he said, every morning on the plains of the eastern Serengeti Desert, there arises a gazelle that realizes that he was run faster than the fastest lion, or he will be eaten and he will die that day. On that same desert, arises in the morning a lion 
that realizes that he must run faster than the fastest gazelle or he will starve and he will die that day. He say, son, the moral of the story is no matter who you is, when you wake up in the morning, you needs to be running. No matter, and he said, no matter who you is. And so what he taught me was a work ethic of, of how to work in order to get to where you want to go. You got to put yourself under some stress though. See, stress is necessary. God is a trainer. This is what I done learned about. See, I'm a seed. I really am. I, see, but a seed has to be planted. A seed got to have dirt put on top of it. If you take a seed and throw it on the concrete and walk off, the sun just burn it up. But guess what? Logically, in my mind, it doesn't make sense that to grow something, you should dig a hole, put it down in there, and cover it with dirt. Logically, that don't make no sense to me. But oh, though. See, dirt is necessary for growth and development. Dirt builds character. Dirt, dirt gives you the push-through factor. Dirt makes you come with it when you don't feel like coming with it no more. And you get dirt in a lot of different ways. All of y'all that had dirt thrown on you. And dirt ain't always what you want. It's somebody talking about you down on your job. It's somebody accusing you of something that you didn't do. It's somebody telling you you ain't gonna make it. It's somebody sharing information about you that ain't true. That everybody get dirt put on them. But see, when you getting put under that stress, please know God is always working. Kurt Franklin's song, God is always working, so I smile. Because I know he back there. See, that dirt builds character in you. When they talking about you, it teaches you to withstand it. Then it gives you something to push through. So when you put the seed and you put the dirt on it, if you understand stress, stress really ain't just dirt. Stress, see, they don't call it dirt when they plant it. They call it soil. Because see, soil has nutrients in it. What the nutrients, when people talking about you, dogging you, lying on you, backbiting, stealing from you, talking about you, they're actually putting nutrients in you. They're building character. You got character now. Cause now, and now the seed, if they put a camera under the ground, you'd have seen the seed sprout open and start coming through the dirt because the dirt is necessary so you can prove yourself. You know, if you don't really want to be, everything you see above ground that blossoms and plants and grows and that's beautiful, it was underground one time. All them potatoes, collard greens, they was underground one time. Them apple trees, they was underground one time. So they had to prove themselves. See, you want to be successful, well then you got to prove yourself. You got to push through the dirt. You got to come up through here. You got to come out. Then you sprout and then Bishop say, then you become a tree. Next thing you know, you got fruit. So when you under stress, take the stress for what it is. Don't get fooled. Don't just think, I don't know, man, Lord must not mean for it to be. What you tripping for? What you talking about? How you think you're going to be a plant, a tree, a flower, a bush, and ain't no stress? How you going to get to be that without no dirt? I expect people to talk about me. Matter of fact, I look forward to it now. Do your thing, because if I can weather what happened to me and my family earlier, you can bring whatever you got now. There's some more stuff going around now that's about to happen. Bring it. Because now I have developed a character. 
that is stress. I have soil, enough dirt on me that has provided me with nutrients. When I left college, I flunked out of college after three years. When I worked at Ford Motor Company, one of the last jobs I had because of the layoffs was they put me in the foundry. I learned a valuable lesson in the foundry because I used to be a foundry worker at Ford Motor Company. I'm now a spokesperson for Ford. Let me tell you how to flip went. A lot of people don't know, but in the foundry, they was making engine blocks. Engine blocks start with scrap metal. See, people, you think old cars just go away. No, they go to junkyards. Companies take this scrap metal and they melt the metal down. But it starts with scrap. They run it through a furnace, and when it gets in the furnace, they liquefy the metal. Then they take this metal and they pour it into a mold. This mold is the engine block. But when you pour it in there, it's just hot. It's just hot. It ain't nothing. And you think that you can't do nothing with that. But then something comes along and gets a hold of it. Something comes and gets a hold of it. It takes this hot piece of mess that was scrap. It lifts it. It dips it. It cools it. It refinishes it. It hardens it. And then it puts it on a conveyor belt. When it come out the conveyor belt, my job was to hit it with a sludge hammer and knock the loose flashing out. That's empty, extra metal on it. And then you have an engine block. The basic of any engine is the block. You got a cracked block, you can throw that engine away. It don't work. But the block starts from scrap metal. This really how God do it though. See, God takes scrap. All engine blocks is scrap. He takes scrap. He molded it. He poured into it. Then it come out, he cool it. He shaped and he started putting stuff on it. He started attaching pieces to it. He put a manifold on it. He put the rocker arm on it. He put the exhaust on it. He put spark plugs on it. He put a carburetor on it. He put a fan belt, water pump, and he take it and he put it in a car. But all of it started when it was a piece of scrap metal, man. What we cannot do as Christians is just cause we the car now. You can't look at the dude that's in the furnace that's got that's just wet liquid. That's a hot mess. You can't look back at the scrap pile and go, they just scraps, man. Cause what you don't understand is you got to have that scrap so you can make a block. So God can put stuff on it. So when you put it on it, you can be a car one day. I just want everybody to let everybody be a block, man. Let them be a hot mess in a furnace. Let them be a scrap, man. You ain't got nothing to do with that. That's God right there, man. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all.